It's late in the evening at the campaign office of Roy McAllister Jr., city council candidate for District 2. A few volunteers are still trickling into the room when his campaign manager begins speaking. We'll open the meeting up in prayer. Let's look to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for our candidate, Roy McAllister. Pray. The room is covered wall to wall with decorations, inspirational quotes, a poster of President Barack Obama, and large printed maps of District 2. The district makes up a good portion of northwest Detroit. It's home to some of the city's wealthier neighborhoods, such as Palmer Woods and the University District, where the median household income is more than $85,000. And there's a whole section of neighborhoods like Bagley, Winship, and College Park that branch off of Outer Drive. In the August primary, District 2 had the city's biggest turnout of voters. And in that election, Roy McAllister came out on top, ahead of former state representative Virgil Smith and incumbent council member George Cushingberry. Still, that doesn't stop McAllister from playing it safe. It's like I tell everybody I'm running this race just like I'm in third place. You know, I'm trying to get to everywhere. I don't have time to get sick, and I don't have time to be flustered. Not until November the 8th. November the 8th, you may not even see me no more. <laughs> but until that time, I will be out here. McAllister knows what it's like to be a runner-up. The former federal investigator has run for Detroit City Council in every election since 2009 and has yet to win a seat at the table. June Mack, an active community member living in Winship, says she's voted for McAllister every time. He's one of us. He's here for us. Everybody. He's a retired police officer. We need somebody with structure. Mack says she agrees with McAllister's core campaign goals, improve the quality of life for residents in District 2, grow development, and reduce crime, blight, and foreclosures. She says whether it's protecting the district's senior citizens or encouraging home ownership, she knows McAllister will emphasize safety in the neighborhoods. We really need animal control right now because there are a lot of stray dogs running around in the streets. My male lady was attacked by a pit bull two weeks ago. That's, that's awful, you know, and she, she's still working. Michelle Broughton, a school teacher and treasurer for the McAllister campaign, feels the same way about her candidate's values. She says the district needs a change because incumbent council member George Cushingberry doesn't connect with the community. He didn't show up to the block clubs. He didn't respond to us. When he responded, he said it was more important to work on the budget to balance the budget. It's also important to find out what is wrong in your district that you represent that your constituents are having an issue with. Cushingberry says that's something he'll work on if elected for another term. He failed to win a spot on the November ballot during the primary, but he's running as a write-in candidate. Cushingberry says seniors feel out of the loop because he uses the internet more than he uses mailers. I have been very frugal in the way that I've approached delivering my services to the people in terms of having constituent relationships, and I, I feel that I've missed uh, an opportunity to better communicate by using direct mail. Cushingberry points to the city's current successes as proof of his political know-how. As for current issues in this election, Cushingberry maintains a positive stance on something that both of his challengers and many residents oppose. Two ballot proposals that would loosen the regulations of Detroit's medical marijuana industry. With the crisis that we have on blight, it doesn't make sense for us to add to it by picking and choosing how people get to have their pharmacies. So I'm for both of the proposals. As for the write-in campaign, Cushingberry doesn't seem too worried. Don't forget, we, we, we wrote in Mayor Duggan when they did something similar to him four years ago. The reality is, the amount of money Cushingberry has in this race pales in comparison to Duggan's mayoral bid. Of the district candidates' three campaign committees, Cushingberry's has raised the least, with the fewest number of gifts. Two union donations make up roughly a third of his contributions. 
Conversely, Roy McAllister's committee has raised the most, with gifts from 130 different backers, many of whom contributed $100 or less. And then there's Virgil Smith. Smith is at his barber, getting a clean cut for an upcoming campaign event. Well, you know, you're the first interview that I've done, so. Since, since, for this how long? whole situation, you would be the first. Smith's referring to the elephant in the room surrounding him and his campaign. While serving as a state senator, Smith was arrested for felonious assault, domestic violence, and other crimes when he was accused of shooting at his ex-wife's car in 2015. Smith entered a plea bargain with Wayne County, agreeing to plead guilty to one of the lesser charges and serve 10 months in jail. He also agreed not to hold public office during his probation. Smith voluntarily resigned from office at the state capitol. But during Smith's sentencing, the Wayne County Circuit Court stripped parts of the deal that would have barred him from holding public office, claiming it was unconstitutional to do so. Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy has since appealed the decision, moving to renegotiate the plea deal and stop Smith from running for office. The state's lower courts have ruled that Smith can run for Detroit City Council, and the ongoing legal drama has now reached the Michigan Supreme Court, which is delaying a ruling until after the election. Smith says he tries to be truthful about the situation when talking to voters. I think I've been able to show them who, you know, my true personality and who I really am, and not this monster that has been uh, that that I've been made out to be in the media, so to speak, uh, for those that did not know me. Smith says he does that by staying active on the campaign trail. His direct cell phone number is printed on the flyers he hands out. And he says he has plans for Detroit's biggest problems, like introducing plans to lower car and home insurance, a familiar issue to him from his time in Lansing. He says he's also working on a strategy to encourage home ownership. So when everybody speaks on these tax incentives for like ent entities in downtown and midtown, well, we have one for homeowners, but it needs to be expanded. As he looks forward, Smith says he doesn't see his political future as another chapter of criminality in Detroit's upper echelons. He sees hope. You know, you got to have an uplifting story out here, and people are looking to somebody to to show them how they can rebound, and there is redemption. So I look at it as that narrative. Regardless of the reason, Smith is attracting voters. He was just 350 votes shy of beating out Roy McAllister in the August primary. And with fewer names on the November ballot and more voters expected to show up at the polls, Detroit's District 2 election could still go to any one of the three candidates. For WDET News, I'm Eli Newman.